Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. I don't know how many of you were here last week, but I know I wasn't because I was recovering. But Enrique preached a powerful message about our identity. You got to know who you are to be able to walk like you're supposed to walk and live like you're supposed to live. And today I'm going to talk about something because if some of you are like me, there are things in your life that you've been waiting a long time for it to manifest or to happen, okay? You be like, God, I don't know if you're deaf, but I've been praying for this for a long time. I prayed this way and that way. I've stood on my head and prayed. I've given. I've served. I've laid down prostrate before you. I've done all these things, and yet I have not seen it fully manifested. Let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest. There are things that in our life, and we're going, okay, God, when? I read in your word about your promises, but when? I read in your word that you can do this, but when? See? And then the Lord spoke to me. He says, it's about alignment with the kingdom. And I stepped back. I said, what are you talking about? He said, are you aligned with the king? Are you in alignment with what I desire to do? And so today, that's what I'm going to speak about. And if it, I believe for some of you, it's going to do what it did for me. Your thinking and the, your activities are going to be adjusted. Okay? And I want to start with these two scriptures. The first one is in, both of them are in Matthew chapter 6. And the first one comes out of the, uh, the TPT translation. And it's uh, verse 10, and it says, Manifest your kingdom realm and cause every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is in heaven, okay? In the King James, it, it, it kind of reads like this, the, the New King James. Uh, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice what it said. It says, your kingdom come, we want to hear, your will be done. Where? On earth. What should it look like? 
what's happening in heaven. All right? And then the second one speaks to our mindset. The first one speaks to purpose. The second scripture speaks to our mindset. And it is in the same chapter, and it's verse number 33, and it says in the New Living Translation, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. That word above means it's a priority. It's the top priority. And it says, and live in alignment, and he will give you everything you need. Now, because we don't understand kingdom, if you're like me, I was born in this country, raised in this country, and this is not a kingdom. This is a democracy. It's a democratic republic. And it's very different from a kingdom. So, so, so when a lot of us come in to read the scripture, unconsciously we superimpose our way of life and thinking into the scriptures. And the scriptures is about a king and a kingdom, not a democratic republic. We didn't vote God in office, and we can't vote him out of office. God is who he is, and his will is superimposed in his kingdom. Mm. Yeah, I see somebody's mind kind of going, whoop, 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 already. Whoa. What did he just say? We need to understand the kingdom and its operation, okay? The kingdom of God is also called the kingdom of heaven in Christianity. It is the spiritual realm over which God reigns as king or the fulfillment on earth of God's will. I'm getting ready to mess up some of y'all's prayer life, all right? Because my, my prayer life got messed up, so I'm going to share it with y'all, okay? He did it to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it on y'all too, all right? Messing up my prayer life. It says a kingdom is ruled by a king, not a president, not a congress, not a supreme court. A king, one person. And it says the king has absolute control over his kingdom. The laws, the courts, the military are all controlled by the king. The court of heaven is not about a jury. It's controlled by the king. And it says here, the king might claim divine right of his authority. 
Whereas a republic like the U.S. uses elections to fill government positions, there is no divine authority. See the difference? We get to vote people in in a democratic republic, but we are citizens of the kingdom. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you are the citizen of the kingdom of heaven, and so now you are under a one rule government. <laughs> I want you to watch a short video by someone I respect tremendously, and he's going to talk a little bit about the kingdom. Okay? Hey, guys, can you go ahead and roll that? About God's priority. What is God's priority? That's probably one of the most important questions because we have been focusing on what I call the minor, and we've been missing the major. Well, how true, how right. Priority has to do with what's the most important thing on earth. And Jesus stated God's priority. Listen, precious people, this is powerful. It's found in Matthew chapter 6. He began, first of all, by telling us what is not our priority, which we've made our priority. Our priority as humans is food, clothes, water, house, land, security, and self-actualization. Exactly. Which is what Maslow talks about. Every human being watching this program right now, they go to a job or they go to the farm, wherever they're watching this, to get food, water, clothes, covering, protection, security, and self-actualization. Jesus began his statement by condemning all of that. He says, why do you worry? Why do you make priority of food and clothes and land and, and car and house? He says, the Father knows you need those things. They are not your priority. Then he says, only pagans prioritize those things. Then he says this, he says, but seek ye first. In other words, first means priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things, he says, will be added to your life. So God's priority is only two things. Spend the rest of your life seeking his kingdom. That means studying it, exploring it, pursuing it, trying to understand it getting to know how it works. He says, you do that with your life. And then he says, seek righteousness. Righteousness is not a religious word, Pastor Benny. It's from the courts of law. To be righteous means to be rightly positioned with an authority of government. So if you stop at a red light, you are being righteous because you are literally obeying the law to stay in line with the government. If you run a red light, that's an unrighteous act because you've broken relationship with the government. That's right. So he says, seek the government of God first, and then seek to stay in line with the government. Do those two things. Don't sin. Don't break the law. Don't violate the covenants. Stay in line with the government. Stay positioned properly, and everything you need will be added to your life. That's the most powerful message of Jesus Christ. That's why his first announcement was, change your thinking. The kingdom of heaven has returned to earth. So, Amen. Do you understand what he just said? Did you hear what he just said? He said our priority is not what we will eat, what we will wear, what we where we will stay, what we will have, but our priority is on the will of God. Alignment. Because God already knows what you need. And he is able 
to provide it. Now, does that mean we all stop working? No. But I'm going to help you to understand how we work and how we position ourselves for work, okay? You see, I, I, I'm laying the foundation because I want you to truly understand this whole kingdom concept. Miles Monroe says in another part of this video that the Lord is the king of glory. He is the uncreated one, and his glory is an invisible kingdom. And he created the universe and the earth and the fullness thereof to expand his kingdom. And now his kingdom, the earth and the fullness thereof, is part of his kingdom. And we are citizens and ambassadors of that kingdom. In other words, our lives are lived to represent him and what he's doing and what he desires and what he wants, not what we want. Or some of y'all might be getting a little bit upset right about now. Say, what you mean? I thought God, I thought God cared about me. He does. But you're not the center of attention. He is. Okay? You see, we largely focus on the minor things. What I'm going to eat, where I'm going to live, my TV. My this, my that, that, you know, I woke up Monday morning. I had just gotten over uh, uh, this whole COVID thing. And Monday morning, my AC goes out of my house. Bam! AC guy comes out and says, bro, nothing I can do for you. You need a new AC unit. All right, all right. Like I just got all of this money sitting around, you know. I said, all right. And I started to whine, and God says, what are you whining about? He said, I got you. Focus on me and what I want you to do. You can get through this. This ain't nothing. And so... I began to focus on him. And it all worked out. And we were going to get a new AC unit put in, and that's all good. And we survived. <laughs> we survived. And look at me. I ain't no more slimmer. <laughs> we survived it. Why? Because God already knows what you need. Okay? We focus on these minor things rather than the major thing. The major priority is God and his will. And when you talk about alignment, I want you to understand what alignment looks like. Alignment, it says, the, the, one of the definitions is, being spiritually aligned means discovering the essence of your being and the deepest values which by which you live by. To connect 
to a higher source of intelligence or power, identifying with something greater than the material world, being spiritual becomes a way of life. In other words, what he's saying right there is, in other words, he's saying you're focusing on God. He says when you come into alignment, you are aligning yourself with what God wants. In other words, you say, okay, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. In other words, what do you want to do? How many of us wake up in the morning and we say, God, I'm alive today. What do you want to do with me? Now, if we be honest, a lot of y'all will have to go, nah. I know many mornings I don't wake up like that. I wake up, I jump on my knees, and I have my laundry list. God, I need, 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 I need. All right, God, I'm done. Thank you for listening. God has said, whoa, bro, that is not alignment. Alignment is when you get up and say, God, here I am another day. You've allowed me to live. What do you want to do with my life today? What is your orders for my life today? How do you want to use me today to advance your kingdom? What is it that you want to speak through me? What is it that you want to show others through me about you? You see, the importance of kingdom alignment is this. When we align ourselves with God, it sets the atmosphere for the supernatural. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know when the supernatural flows is when we're in alignment with the will of God? Jesus picked up the scroll in Luke 4, 17 through 19. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled and found a place where it was written, written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Now what that verse is saying to us is that when he opened that and he said, today this is fulfilled in your hearing. Now I didn't read that part of it. But he's saying to me, what the Lord has done is authorized me and empowered me to do all of these things because that is what he desires to do through me. I'm in alignment with him. I am uh, doing what he wants me to do. My alignment opens the door for supernatural. You want the supernatural to flow to your life? Start aligning your life with the will of the Father for your life. Now, most of us know the general things that we should do, but every day, what does God want to do with your life specifically? Let's quit walking in generalities and let's start to walk in specifics. 
God may tell you to do something, and you say, God, that sounds awful foolish. <laughs> but sometimes he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. See? God will call you sometimes out of your comfort zone. If you go live for him, get ready to adjust and adapt, you know. You might think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this. And God said, no, you're not going to do that. If you want to be aligned with me and you want the supernatural to flow through you, you're going to do this rather than that. I'm helping you to understand that when we align ourselves and we speak into, now the Holy Spirit has a vessel he can flow through that's uninhibited by our desires and our will. And he starts to flow and miracles start to happen and things start to happen and you speak a word to somebody and you say, I don't even know how my mouth formed that word. It's because you were aligned with his desire, with his will for your life. You go in your place of work and you say, look, I've been working on this project for weeks. But because now, God, whatever you want to do, that's what I want to do. And bingo, that ideal comes and you go, zip, zap, zam, bam, done. Oh. Why? Because his will. Be done. All right? His will be done. When we are aligned with God, it puts us in the place to receive provision. See, many times when we pray for things, we pray for money. God, would you give me the money? To do this, that, or the other. I've stopped praying for that. I say, God, release the provision. If my car's broke down, somebody comes up to me and says, I'm going to give you this new car. What do I need money for? I got what I need. Huh? You see what I'm saying? Pray for the provision from God. When you are saying, so now listen to this. We're going back to Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And what will happen? He will give you everything that you need. But it will come in his timing, not yours. When you are in alignment with God, he said, I will provide. I might not provide. I will provide for all of your needs. And you got to be ready for what that looks like. Because it may not look like what's in your mind. Okay? Because there are a lot of things that say, God, I need this. And God said, you don't need that. You want that. But you don't need that. Especially not to accomplish my will and my purposes. All right? 
puts us in the place of provision. God is never going to tell us to do something and we align ourselves with it and him not provide. Because he would be a liar. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. What he says he will do, he will do. So anytime God gives us an assignment and we are in alignment, you can expect the provision to accomplish it, to accomplish the mission. The third thing is it puts us in a place to have our desires fulfilled and our joy to be full. He said, whoa, what, 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 wait a minute, what are, you, what are you talking about, okay? I'm glad you asked. In Psalm 37, in the Passion Translation, it says this. Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you will find he pulled it out or pulled it off perfectly. So what, did, what is he saying? Find your true delight. In other words, our true delight should be whatever God delights. See, our true will is what the Father wants of us. And when we are aligning ourselves that way, it says that we will find that we will be Desires will be filled, fulfilled. Why? Because our desires will become what God has desired for us. Alignment. Huh? The things that we want will be the things that already God wanted for us. Huh? That is alignment. What God is saying to us is when you are aligned with me, you're going to be happier. You're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to see that the things that you really want out of life will happen out of life. I can attest to that. God has put me in some different situations. But when I said, okay, God, what do you want to do with my life? Oh, man. Such joy. Such joy, such joy filled my heart when I decided to align my life with what he desires. Jesus said this in John 15, 11. He says, I have told you these things, this is out of the New Living Translation, so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. The reason why some of us are not more joyful, the reason why some of us are living a life where we say, you know, God, I'm just, I'm just upset, and I'm just this, and I'm just that, and I'm just this, and I'm just that, is because we have not allowed the joy of the Lord to fill our hearts so that our joy is in alignment with his joy, and we will experience fullness of joy. Does that mean you're going to always be comfortable? No. You need to get that out of your head. Does that mean you're never going to go through hardships? No. 
your darkness, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your circumstances, you can still have joy. In the midst of the heat in my house, I was still, yeah. Then I had to sit down and go, whoo, cool off a little bit. But there were moments in time when I could still have joy in the midst of the most dire situations. Why? Because I'm in the Alignment. See, when, we, when, I was on, when I was in the Marine Corps and we were on the firing range, I had to line everything up. And when I lined it up, I hit the bullseye. See? When we align up our lives, we hit the bullseye. Do you know what sin is? Sin is missing the mark. And so what we want to do is align so we hit the mark. So we can have joy in our life. My third point is this. When should we seek after kingdom alignment? When I'm down and out? When I need God to do something? When I'm in trouble and I'm trying to get out of it? When the circumstances around me are pressing in on me? No. I want you to hear this very carefully, saints. I, I really want you to hear this very carefully. Jesus said this in John 5, 19 and 20. I, I, if you don't hear anything else in this message, hear this. I'm going to put it up on the screen. John chapter 5, verse 19. And it says, so Jesus explained, now understand what was happening, the backdrop of what was happening. Jesus had healed somebody on the Sabbath. Oh, my God. And so the religious people, and by the way, religion is not the culture of the kingdom. It is contrary to the culture of the kingdom, okay? Religion binds people. Culture frees people. So the religious had come to the Lord, had come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and would say, dude, you have broken the rules. Jesus says, How? What are you talking about? I made the rule. He said, You broke the rule. You healed somebody on the Sabbath. Jesus looking at them like, Are you crazy? You care more about a rule than somebody being healed? I'm sure that's what was going through his mind. So now he's responding. He says, look, let me, say, let me explain something to you. And this is what he says. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this slowly. He does only what he sees the father doing. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus, the word who always was and always is, says, I 
only do what I see the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Guys, we got to get that in our spirit because that's alignment. See, when we, when we wake up and our lives are totally aligned with God, God will show us what he's doing. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God will show you what he wants to do in heaven, what he's doing in heaven. God will say, now this is what I want to do on the earth. This is what I want to do through you. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what, what, what your ethnicity is. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your status is. God says, if you will align with me and you decide to do what I want you to do, he says, then I will show you what I want to do, and it will happen. It might, it, it, it's not that it might happen. When you align with me, it will happen. And can I tell you a secret? Your prayers are going to be a lot shorter. When you go in the room and God shows you how he wants you to pray for somebody. You won't be there for an hour. You won't be trying to think, okay, what is the scriptures? You will open your mouth. He will fill your mouth. You will say what you have to say. And it will happen. It will manifest. Jesus walked into the room with Peter's mother. He said, get up. He wasn't Father God in the kingdom. Because he's a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, and he knows what his rights are. He says, get up. Remember when he was walking around, and, he's, and Cornelius came to him and said, and Cornelius wasn't, was, a, was a Roman soldier, but he understood kingdom authority. And so what he said is, you don't need to come to my house to speak the word. Because I know you got authority. Because I'm a man of authority, and I'm also a man under authority. And when I tell somebody to do something, they do it. And so I know you have authority, so just speak the word and my servant will be here. Jesus said, oh, my God, you got it, bro. You got it. I haven't seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. You got it, bro. You understand alignment. You understand kingdom you understand kingdom authority and kingdom alignment. And when Jesus spoke that very hour, his servant was healed. That can happen to you. That can happen to me. That can happen through you. That can happen through me. He said, in fact... The Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing the, this man. Then you will truly be astonished. So what Jesus is saying, when the Father shows me, I do it. Isn't that pretty simple? Huh? Instead of us getting there trying to figure it out, why don't we just say, Father, show me. I remember one time I walked into a hospital room. This guy had been in a motorcycle accident. And he was in all kind of contraptions. And right before I walked into the room, the Lord said, 
this is what I want you to say. And I walked into the room. I said, to the degree that you surrender your life is to the degree that you will be healed. And I walked out of the room. And that guy got fully healed when they thought he was going to die. Except for one arm. Because there were a couple of things in this life that he was unwilling to surrender. And he's walking around today with that arm still in a sling. And the rest of his body functions well. Alignment, alignment, alignment. When we align ourselves with God, he can do miraculous things. Okay? I'm almost done. I only got a couple more, couple more points here. It says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. I'm talking about when we should seek to kingdom to be in kingdom alignment. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will. For this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. That's 1 Thessalonians. Remember, I'm going to say it again. He says, always be joyful. And the way you do that is you let his joy fill you. He says, never stop praying. In other words, never stop seeking the Lord. Pray without ceasing. Okay? Some of y'all understand it that way. Pray without ceasing. I mean, always be in communion and communications with God. Whether it's three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning, noonday. Time for your coffee break. Be in alignment. Never stop praying. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. All circumstances. All circumstances. Everybody say all. all. Circumstances. Uh-huh. Some of y'all don't want to say that because it might happen. So I want y'all to say that real quick. All, all. circumstances. Now, that's pretty hard to live, I can tell you. There are times when circumstances happen, I'll have to write them out of there. I'm like, better for me not to say nothing. Because a bitter water gonna come. Mm. Bitter water gonna come out of this. Because mm. I want to be in alignment. Okay? We should always be seeking the will of the Father. We should always, 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 because we don't know how he thinks. We don't understand how he thinks. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We always have to be seeking after him, even in the smallest things. Okay? Like me and my wife was about to pray the other day. And we knew what we wanted to pray about. And she says, okay, I'm going to start our prayer. God, I don't know what to say. I'm like, girl, we, we know what we want to pray about. She's like, 
God, I don't know what to say. So give me the words to say. And then the Lord said, hey, knucklehead, that's what you should be saying. <laughs> Alignment. So what, what she was really saying is, God, I want what I'm about to say to be in alignment with what you want. I'm like, hey, she's smart. <laughs> and so we understand this. And now I'm going to talk about how we attain alignment. I'm going to go through this fairly quick because I want to get you out of here. I want to talk about how we obtain kingdom alignment. First of all, prayer. We need to change our prayer. We need to change the way we pray. When Jesus, when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he says, this is how you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven. Number one, we identify with who we are. Who we are. Our Father, we identify with who we're talking to. Our Father, our Father. We are not orphans. Our Father is who we're speaking to. Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, there's a reverence. There's a regard for who you are. I'm acknowledging that you are a supreme sovereign being over all. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Most of us skip over all of that. We might start with the Our Father, oh Lord my God, and then we get right into the knees. And he said, then after that, you can talk about your knees. Because God already knows what you need. <laughs> See? But we got to change the way we approach God in prayer. We got to say, God, here I am, Lord God. I acknowledge you as my father. I acknowledge you as the king of glory. I acknowledge that I want to be in alignment in the center of your will. Because I want to be what you want me to be. I want to do what you want me to do. Show me what you're doing. You see, Jesus, every time he prayed something, it happened. Jesus never missed. Why? Because he said, I only do what the Father shows me. I'm watching uh, the activity of heaven, and I'm bringing it to earth. And so prayer. You know, in Jeremiah 33.3, out of the message it says, this is God's message. God who made earth, made it livable and lasting, known, er, known everything as God. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. You see, when God, when we talk to God, God knows everything. He is omniscient. He knows all things and he's going to tell us things you and I would have never thought about. When we seek after him with all of our heart, when we seek after his will and his desire, you see, we have to seek after him. We have to be constant in prayer like Daniel. When the edict went down in Daniel's day, in, in Daniel chapter 6, and you don't have to put that up, 
He says, Daniel says, I know what they said, but I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay in alignment with the Father. Now, that didn't keep him out of the lion's den. <laughs> Matter of fact, it got him thrown into the lion's den. But he says, I'm going to do what I normally do, and that is I'm going to go and talk to the Father. You see? God delivered him. I'm going to talk to the Father. He still got thrown in the midst of the fire, but God delivered him from it. The second thing, so prayer is crucial. The second way we find God's alignment is through the word. He said this in John 15, 7. Jesus said this, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. So what he says is when you remain in me and my word, Jesus is the word, remains in you. Guys, it's time to break out the Bible and start getting into it. It's time to get into the word. It's time to understand the word. Because in 2 Timothy 3.16 it says, all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us what to do right. God uses it to prepare and equip us for every good work. If you're not in the word, you won't be aligned with the king. And he won't flow through you. If you want God to do marvelous things in your life, if you really want to be used by God, get into the word. Get into the word. Study to show yourself approved. Study the word. Study the word. Read the word. Prayer. The word. Meditate on the word. I'm not talking about sitting around going, mm, it's some dumb thing. Okay? When he talks about meditating on the word, like he told Joshua, this book of the law, shall you meditate on it? In other words, think on it. Sit there. Ask God questions. When things pop up in your spirit as you're reading the word, stop. Selah. God, what are you saying to me right now? What are you speaking to me right now? Explain it. Show me. Don't just rush through so you can say, I read chapters 2, I read chapter 3, I read this and I read that. I did my daily reading. No, stop. And ask for understanding. Stop and find the deeper meaning. Stop and find out what he's speaking to you in that right now moment. He says, I honor the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 48. I honor the Lord and love his commands. 
I meditate on your decrees. I meditate on your decrees. Prayer, the word, and, and, and meditating. The next thing is fasting. Joanne, you can come on up. The next thing is fasting. The worship team, come on up. Fasting. Fasting, denying yourself. In Luke 9, 23, he says, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. In Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21, it says this. And there, by Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before God. We pray that he would give us a safe journey and protect our children and our goods as we travel. He fasted. He fasted. He sat down. Fasting is substituting. I'm, going to, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to do the things I normally do so that I can focus on what God wants to say to me. I'm going to substitute this for this. Fasting is not just walking around starving, thinking about when you can eat again. That's starving yourself. Fasting is when you say, I'm going to substitute a time of prayer, a time in the Word, a time of meditating on God instead of eating. Instead of feeding my flesh, I'm going to feed my spirit. not going to walk around and even worry about when I'm going to eat again. Whenever I eat, I eat. But I want the revelation of heaven in my spirit so I'm aligned with what you want to do. Because I want to use by you. I want to show forth your glory. I want to show forth your nature. I want to be one of those when I walk into the room, the atmosphere changes. When I move into the neighborhood, the neighborhood changes. When people walk into my house, people have walked into my house and they stop at the door and we go, what's wrong? They say, there's something different. It's a peace in this home that I can't explain. when you are in alignment with the Lord. Things shift. Things change. And they say something's different about that person. And when you speak, authority comes out of your mouth. And things move. Things change. And then finally, all of this all of this other stuff, prayer, the word, meditating, and fasting are all for naught if we're not obedient. It says in John 15:10, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandment and remain in his love. You see, when we obey, 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. See, we can fast and pray and all of those things, but we're not willing to get up off our knees and do what he asked us to do. It's all for naught. It's in the doing. James said, when you know to do right and you do it not, it is sin. When you know what to do, you do it right. When you're in the Word, when you're doing those other things, when you're praying to God, you're in the Word, you're fasting, you're meditating. When you get up off your knees, be completely resolved that I'm going to do no matter what it looks like. Paul said, for me to, to, to live is, is Christ and to die is gain. And this is when the people were trying to tell them, don't go to Jerusalem, God, Paul, because they're going to shackle you and you're going to die. And Paul says it's part of the mission. Don't subvert the mission. One of the things that I was taught in the Marine Corps, don't subvert the mission. Fulfill the mission. The mission is the overarching purpose for you. mission is bigger than you. The mission is bigger than you. We have to resolve ourselves and when this happens, miracles start to happen. Wonders and signs occur. Healing and deliverance happens. Look at Moses. When he was standing there at the Red Sea, he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then God said, stay out your ride. He lifted up his rod, and the whole sea and they walked through on, on solid ground. When Joshua was about to take out this monumental fortress called Jericho, and God said, I don't want you to get your arrows and your bows and all of that. I want you to march around, play the trumpets, and shout when I tell you to shout. That seems like a very tactical thing. Most of us be going, scratching our head like, whoa, what kind of tactic is that? But because Joshua aligned himself with the Father's will, walls come tumbling down. They were able to walk right into the city and take it. When Esther needed a miracle, because the Jews were facing extinction, she fasted and she prayed and she got before the Lord and she got in alignment with him and God said, okay, now I'm going to show you what to do. It's not that I'm going to take the battle from you, but I'm going to know how to win the battle. They still had to fight the battle, but, but they were ready for the battle. Ha ha! And the people did not get a stink. And the very person who was trying to make this all happen was the one that died. Ha! When you... In alignment with God, you see breakthroughs and victories happen. <clears throat> when David returned from Ziglag, he asked the Lord, because everybody was mad at him because they had come and stole his women and children. David didn't just go charging out after them. He got before the Lord and said, God, show me what you want me to do. And God said, I want you to do this. And David did that, and he recovered all. He recovered all. He recovered all. Not some, not part, but all. How many of you want to be in alignment? How many of you want to be used by God? 
How many of you are sick and tired of meandering around, but you want to be used in a powerful way by the Lord? Get in alignment. Get in alignment. Get in alignment. Sometimes you're going to look weird to other people, but get in alignment. You might have to change the way that you'll have your life structured, but get in alignment. Get in alignment. Jesus was in alignment. When he walked in, when they needed provision for 5,000 people, not counting children and wives, all he did was say, I thank you. He didn't go in and say, oh, God, would you please provide for the food for all of these people? He said, I thank you because the Father had already showed him what he wanted to do. He said, I thank you, Lord. And it was more than enough. As a matter of fact, they, they scooped up about 12 baskets after they fed all of these folks. He's the God of more than enough. When you're in alignment with him. John, on their way to the temple, gave beautiful. And the guy says, I just want something. I want some money. He said, we ain't got no money, but we got something better than that. And they were in alignment with what God wanted to do. And notice what they said. Rise, take up your bed and walk. They were like, oh God, would you heal this guy? Oh God, he's been this for this many years. God, we want you to bless him. God, we don't know what to do, but we want. No. They commanded it. They commanded it because they were in alignment. Guys, get this through your head. Let's all stand. Some of you have been waiting for things, for breakthroughs. Some of you have been waiting for God to do something in your life. I want to recommend to you maybe it's time to change that prayer. Maybe it's time of focusing on what God, what you need from God. Focus on what he needs from you. Maybe it's time to change that prayer around. Maybe it's time to say, God, you know what? I don't care about that. That's not my highest priority. I know who I am. And I know what you can do. And I know that when I'm in alignment with you, you take care of my needs. So I'm not going to keep going to you on that. But I'm going to ask you, what do you need from me? What is your desire from me? What do you want of me? It's not about me, but it's all about you. It's not about me. It's about you, God. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. I want to advance your kingdom on earth. So, Father God, here we are today. 
Some of us re need to renew. Some of us, when God dropped this in my spirit, I fell to my knees and I said, God, I need to renew my commitment to you. And if that's you today, would you join me up here? Say, Father God, I want to renew my commitment to you because I want to be in alignment with you. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.